Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey everybody, welcome to the Profoundly Pointless Podcast. My name is Nick. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, all those kind of things. I think we got a really good show lined up. Coming up in this episode, cosplayer Reagan Catherine is going to join us. And I have no, just absolutely no artistic ability whatsoever. So listening to her describe how she got into cosplay and how she makes all of these costumes is just fascinating to me. John Scholl is also going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about, this was my list that I wanted to do, was top five best fast food restaurants. The one that he wanted to do was top five unnecessary things about fall, which depending on how you look at this list could either be a spectacular failure or a slight success, and I'm not entirely sure which one it was going to be. The first thing I want to talk about, though, is negativity. We've been doing this show long enough that we got, we've started to get some reviews in, and one of the ones that we got was this big Google Docs review of every single one of our episodes. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of the things that this person said, but it got me thinking, and we're going to put this review up on our website at profoundlypointless.com if you want to read the whole thing, but it got me thinking about something that I've noticed with basically all of the guests that we've had, and it's that for every single one of them, a negative experience is really what has pushed them to become a success. You look at the dominatrix, she really got into it only after losing her job. You look at the social media influencer, Kinsey Schofield, who really got good at social media because it was the only way that she could kind of communicate with other people. And then you look at the sports gambler, who was doing pretty well and then had what I would consider to be a negative experience of only having enough money to eat pancakes off a buffet and having to hitchhike home. And that experience taught him that, hey, I need to be a little bit better with the way that I gamble. And I think that that's, that that's fascinating in the idea that there's so much to be learned off of negativity. Because it's either the person has a legitimate point and you can make changes and go forward. Or it allows you, I think, to really steady your resolve, so to speak. Like if I get a negative comment with the podcast or with whatever that I'm, something that I'm doing... I look at it, really try to analyze in terms of, well, is this person right? Should I really be doing something else? And either then you can make changes or you can double down 
and stick to your guns and use as many cliches as you possibly can and then just keep moving forward. So that's why I've always personally focused on the negative. Not because I'm a depressing person, I don't think, but just because I think that there's so much more that can be learned from negative experiences than from positive ones. So the first guest that we're going to have on is cosplayer Reagan Catherine. And I've always really, really liked comic books and cartoons and anime and things like that, but it's made me angry. Angry in the sense that I would look, I would look at the people that were on TV or in the comic book and just think it was ridiculous. Like, no, no one would ever dress like that. Where does Wolverine buy yellow spandex? You can't just go to the store and get that. He would be going through so many costumes. Like, the financial burden of that would just be ridiculous. And I don't, that would always just keep popping up over and over in my mind. And then I saw these cosplayers and was, oh, wow, you can really do that. And not only can you really do that, but there's a lot of people who are doing this. So let's get to her real quick. How did you get into this? Um, I had always known what it was. Uh, like Since high school, a girl came to uh, school on like the, do you know how you would have like theme days, like spirit weeks? And when, uh, th- this girl, I, I didn't really know her. We were kind of friends. She came dressed as Ariel. And I was like, whoa, like you're like legit Ariel. Like not like Halloween costume Ariel. You're like Ariel. And she was like, yeah, I'm a cosplayer. And I was like, what? What is that? That is so cool. But I was too afraid to do it because I thought everyone would think I was weird. So I like waited like six years. I went through all of college and I was like a princess performer. So I would like dress up as princesses for work. And I was like, what if I like did other things? People think this is okay. And I went to like my first convention in January, like two years ago. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cosplay this time. I'm gonna do it. And so I dressed up as like it was right after like Star Wars had come out. So I did Ray Punzel, which is like a mashup of Rapunzel and Ray. And all of my friends were like, "That's a stupid idea." And I was like, "I think it's gonna be cool." And they were like, "No, that's a dumb idea. No one's gonna get it." And then everyone got it, and it was great. <laughs> you were you were kind of a afraid to do it at first. Just you didn't want. You didn't want to hear it from people, or you thought that they would think of you a different way, or what was the deal? Oh, yeah, I was terrified. I mean, it's something that's so new. I feel like everyone's afraid to, like, try new things, and so I was, like, so afraid. I was, um, I went to college in Louisiana, and that's just, like, not a thing. There's still very much sororities and football and all of that, and I was, like, in a sorority, and, like, people started being mean to me, like, when I had red hair, and I was, like okay, they're definitely not going to, like, cosplay. Like, I don't want to, like, try and push this bucket too much. And then when I graduated, I was like, you know, like, this is silly. Like, I've wanted to do this for six years. Like, I just need to do it. And I did it, and I, to this day, wish that I would have started sooner. You worried that people would make fun of you, essentially, right? Yeah. How did you, I mean, why was that such a concern to you? Um, I grew up so when I was little we were part of this church and then we moved to Las Vegas so from Louisiana Las Vegas and it was like really strict and so I wasn't like allowed to watch a lot of things and so I didn't know like I'd never seen Scooby-Doo I'd never seen Rugrats I had never heard Britney Spears and those were all things that people my age like already knew and could connect and talk about and so like I showed up 
in Las Vegas, like went to school and had nothing in common with anyone. And so just went through a ton of years, just not really having any friends because I I didn't have anything in common. I didn't know any of the same things. People thought I was a little bit off because I, I didn't know what they were all talking about. And so I was terrified of going back to that same, like, you don't have any friends. You have to do everything by yourself. Like I, I didn't want that to repeat. And so that was why it was such a big deal to me. Um, starting cosplay but looking back like that's silly but what are you going to tell a high schooler yeah I mean what would you say to somebody who might be hearing this though and maybe feels the same way where they they feel like they have to conform to somebody who they really aren't my favorite thing is something that my dad told me and he was like you only regret the things in life that you don't do so you regret not going to your prom you regret not singing the song at karaoke like you you regret being afraid to do things and he's like you need to live your life afraid do the things that scare you because most of the time it's going to be okay and you're going to be happy that you at least tried like even if it's a massive fail even if someone tells you no like you did it afraid you tried and that's better than the immediate no or the immediate like the, the not knowing what's going to happen. So I always just tell people, I'm like, if you want to do it, do it afraid. Yeah, it's scary. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. How, I mean, how much goes into one of those costumes? Because I saw some of your Instagram stuff, and that was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it just depends on the costume. Some will take me a few hours, and some will take me months. So, like, my Cami, so from Street Fighter, she took me, like, two days to make. And then my Pyra from Xenoblade took me a full month to make. So it really just depends on, like, the complexity of the costume. Like, does it have armor? Is it all sewing? Is it a ball gown? Does it have boning? Like, what are the components of it? And that's kind of, like, how you determine how long it's going to take. Or, like, I, I'm better at sewing. So I'm, I'm really strong in sewing. I can sew things really quickly. Like, I can do complex things, but I'm not as good at armor. So if there's something that has a lot of armor on it, it's going to take me a lot longer because I have to sit there and think about it. How much will, like, the preparation and getting one of these ready, how much will that cost to make it? Oh, man. So much money. I'm very poor. <laughs> I, I started to, like, break down every costume and, like, how much it costs me because people will see them and they're like or people will ask me to make them things and I'll give them a quote and they're like that's so expensive and I'm like I know it is because like I for even example like my cami which is just a leotard foam bracers a wig boots and a hat that's a pretty simple costume and that cost me at least three to four hundred dollars how much is like a really expensive one then I think that the most I've ever spent on a costume is 1500 And that was, again, my Pyra, because she's just, like, a super important character to me, and I wanted her to be really perfect. So I ended up having to buy, like, the same fabric, like, four different times and different shades of pink because I wanted it to be exact. It's, it's, it's a trial and error process that I would imagine. It's it really not like is. you sit down and you knock this thing out. You go through a yeah. num- Do you go through, like, a number of failed attempts and then finally get it right? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes something will happen and like the, we call them the cosplay gods and they'll just shine down upon you and you'll get it right the first time. And then most of the time I have to make things three times or I'll make something and be like, this is good enough. But if I had time and money, if I made it again, it would be perfect because I would know the right way to do it because it's so it's counterintuitive, like trying to think of like, how does like this is a drawn character. They're not proportional or real life. Like, how do I? 
translate that into real life and make it still look good. If you mess up any kind of detail, are you going to hear about it from people? Oh, yeah. So it, it just depends. So some people are really particular on things and they'll comment on it. And then other people are just really excited that you've done the character that they love. Oh, is there a specific part that's like really always difficult to make? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I hate adding uh, closures to anything. So because it's just like you just want to be done. And I'm like, I don't want to have to put a zipper in this. So like, I don't want to have to put a hook and eye in this. I just want to be done. And so half of the things I'll be like, well, I'll just put it in in the morning. I'm going to go to sleep now. I'll put the zipper in the morning. And then in the morning, I'll be like, I'll put it in, in the afternoon. Like, I'm going to do these other things. And then it'll get to the con day. I'm like, I'm just going to safety put it on. Don't worry about it. It's fine. That's How do you decide which character you're going to do? I mean, is it is it somebody that you just particularly like in whatever given genre? Or is it someone like, oh, I could make that? I, I think it's a little bit of both. So I, I decide what character. So my ranking order is always if it's a paid commission, like if a company wants me to make a costume and they're going to pay me, that one always takes precedent. So that's always my number one. And then number two is, is this a character that's, um, is it a character that I like and is it something that I think I can make or is going to be challenging for me that I'll learn another skill would be like my number two. And then if I don't really have either of the first two, I'll ask my um, Instagram followers or like my patrons and be like, what costumes do you guys want to see me make? And I'll let people send me suggestions and I'll pick a few of my favorite ones and let people vote on them. What is your background necessarily? You went to college for, do you have an art background? I don't. So I actually went to college for uh, mass communication. No. And, yeah, so I have, I have a mass, uh, mass communication with a concentration in advertising and a minor in business administration. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, <laughs> and you make costumes. <laughs> yeah, and now I make costumes from video games and animes. Were you were you big into video games and animes growing or anime growing growing up? Um, I wasn't too big into video games only because they were really expensive, and I had two younger siblings, and moving from uh, Louisiana to Las Vegas is pretty expensive, and also it was like during the housing housing crash and everything, so um, we we just couldn't really afford video games but I've always really loved anime for like I think I like read fruit baskets in middle school and like forever wanted to try rice balls like for years so like I've loved anime for years and years I, I'm assuming I'm probably a little bit older than you are and I grew up that anime was kind of something that you couldn't tell people that you necessarily watched I, I also... feel like it's just recently that we can tell people like some like cool people came out and they were like yeah we like anime and now the whole world is like yeah we like it too I've watched One Punch Man on Netflix at least 10 times through One Punch Man is amazing it's so funny do you feel like it, this has become much more socially acceptable not that there was anything you know wrong with it in the first place but do you feel like it's more accepted socially at this point Oh, absolutely. I think that nerd culture in general is more socially acceptable right now, just because like every you have all of the people who grew up with comic books and were the nerds in high school and all of that. Like they're now adults and they're like, we like all of these things. Like you can see it with all of like the superhero movies that are out. Like comic books are way mainstream when they used to be completely socially unacceptable. Like Dungeons and Dragons is now really popular. Like. Uh, basketball players and like Kim Kardashian are all coming out being like we like anime so like I think it's definitely way socially ex way more socially acceptable now to like it 
What do you, I mean, what is that like to kind of find your home, so to speak? It's, it's really crazy because I went so many years just kind of being afraid to like be like express what I like say things it was almost like I was lying for so many years being like no I'm normal I'm cookie cutter I definitely belong here and to now like have such a big community that loves all the same things that I do is excited about all the same things like it's so much fun to be able to text my friends and be like did you see the newest episode of my hero wasn't it exciting or like have you read the latest like update on webtoons like what do you think about this like it it's so refreshing to be able to share your love of things with other people do you put it on when you get to the where you're to the venue or what's that like driving in your car dressed like that? What's that experience like? Well, I am completely blind and I didn't get a contact prescription until recently. So like I you you have to get dressed at your house. But there have been many a times where I've gotten dressed in a hotel bathroom because I was like, nope, I can't sit in uh, Morgan from Dark Shocker. Can't sit in her costume. She has wings. Where are they going to go? Or, like, things that you can't drive in. Or, like, I can't see. I have to have my glasses on. So I, I've, I've definitely changed in some hotel bathrooms. I've gotten a lot of weird stares from old ladies. But most of the time, I get dressed at home, and I just kind of muddle through it. Have you ever been out with a bunch of friends, and you're all cosplaying, like, and you just go somewhere else? to Denny's or wherever. What's we go that? to Denny's all the time in cosplay. It is cheap food and it's open late and so you can go at like 2 a.m. and be like, what's up? And everyone at Denny's is weird so like no one thinks you're weird in costume. I've seen some of this stuff. I mean, the hair is very involved as well. Like, you look, I, I'm going to mess this up but if I remember like, it was Goku, right? I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's really good. Like, that's Thank really you. good. I can't take credit for Goku. One of my really good friends made my Goku wig. And it's absolutely stunning. And it's one of my favorite things that I've ever purchased. It's. I didn't realize it was a wig. I thought it was real hair. Yeah, it looks so good. It's not my real hair. My real hair is very red. So I'm not necessarily into this. I'm just using this as an example. But I saw this thing on stars. It was like this Yu-Gi-Oh! Next Dimension, whatever the movie was. Basically mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at is I saw some of these outfits or the costumes that the character is wearing and thought, that's ridiculous. No one could ever make that in real life. <laughs> yes, we can. That's amazing. We definitely can. Me. One of my favorite things ever was on, it was like, I was on Tumblr a few years back and it was when Cinderella had just come out and they were like, someone like broke down the Cinderella dress. And they were like, it was like $4,000 worth of tool, like $20,000 worth of Swarovski crystals, like everything was hand placed and it was like super expensive. And someone was like, wow, just give that to a cosplayer and they can make it in their kitchen for less than $200. This is essentially a full-time job, correct? Oh, absolutely. Can you, is this something though that, I mean, can you do this 20 years from now? Is this the career? So man that's what my dad asked me he's like what are you gonna do and I'm like I don't know because like I think that I'll always be making costumes and wearing costumes but whether it's the career or not I mean I think that it does have a shelf life in a sense of like you're gonna get old like I can't 
I, I'm sure that like one day I'm not going to be able to stay up as late as I need to, or like I sit on the ground to make costumes. Like I'm not going to have the strength, or I'm not going to have the same youthful look to play all of these characters. So I'm not sure if cosplay is the forever thing, but I definitely can see it parlaying into other things because there's so many, like there's so many cool people that I get to meet, and so many like different people I get to work with, and um just things that I've been exposed to. Like I said, I didn't play video games and this last year I played so many. My mom always says jump off the bridge when you get to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good I'm going to steal that. Tell your mom, I'll I'll credit her. The job that I do, it's kind of the same way where your career kind of ages out potentially, but yeah. Like you'll figure it out later. Don't worry about it. That's kind of what, like, that's kind of similar to what my dad said. He was like, if this is what you love right now, do it. Other doors will open because of it. Can you watch general shows and just kind of enjoy them, or are you always looking for the next idea? Man, I wish I could just watch them and enjoy them. But I see everything, and I'm like, can I cosplay that? Should I cosplay that? Do I like this character enough to spend money on it? And it's like a constant thing. Everything that I do, I'm like, can I cosplay it? And it's not, like, that it's, like, always working. It's just something that I'm really passionate about. And that's, like, I think I always explain it as that's how I show my love for my fandom. Like, some people buy statues. Some people, like, go see the movies. Some people buy T-shirts. Like, I make costumes from it. And so, like, if I really love something, I want to make a thing from it because that's how I show that I love it and that I'm interested in it. How do you make your money? Is it from the sale of the costumes? Is it appearance fees? Or I saw the Patreon. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what that is. Yeah, I can explain it to you. So many people don't know what it is. No. So and, and yeah. I feel like I'm fairly media adept, and there's still things like I don't know what that is at all. So basically, Patreon. It's you're you're a patron. So in like older days, they would have patrons of the art. And they would be people who would donate to artists or, like, they would fund artists' programs. So they would be like, oh, you're a painter. Like, I'm going to give you money because I think that what you do is valuable and I think that the world needs art and that it's important and no one else is going to give you money. I'm going to give you money to do this art thing because I think art is cool. And that was just, like, in, in a very general sense, that's what they used to do. And so Patreon is basically the 21st century version of that where artists and, like, YouTubers, just creators of any kind, people who have podcasts, people have YouTube channels, cosplayers, um, webtoon artists, anyone, can join Patreon and be like, hi, like, I'm an artist. If you are interested in my work, you can support me here. That's and in return, idea. yeah, so in return, as, as the artist, we're like, if you're going to support me, here are different levels. So mine is kind of like a subscription box. So every month I make a costume for for my Patreon, and I'll be like, okay, like this month it's going to be My Hero Academia themed. So I'm going to make Deku, and I'm going to make Bakugo, and I'm going to make Ochiko. So this month you'll, you guys will get to have a complete walkthrough of how I make each of these costumes. So if you want to make it yourself, or you're just really interested in how I make it, you can see... Like, you get to see all of the photos first. Like, you'll get to see behind-the-scenes pictures. Um, and so I do tutorials. And then after um, the month is over, I send out prints. And so I will mail pictures of the costume, like, directly to them. And they can be signed. Or I'll send out stickers. And it's basically just, like, kind of like a little community in itself where people can pay anywhere from, like, a dollar to $75 a month. So, like, there's there's stuff for everyone and like each level will unlock different things 
Oh, so okay. I think that if you give me $30 a month, you get to see, like, all of my behind-the-scenes footage. You get a print every month. You get to see, like, because on Instagram, like, you're never going to post all 20 photos yeah, from one yeah. photo set. So you get to see all 20 photos that some may never be posted on social media. Do you get appearance fees or somebody might contract you to make them a costume? or And, and that's a way, a money-making way as well? Yeah, so I don't typically make costumes for other people just because I think that's a completely different skill set. So I can make costumes. Since I'm not a professionally trained seamstress, I can make costumes that fit myself because I'm here to like fiddle with it and oh, make it fit to me. Yeah. But if you're making them for someone else, like their measurements are going to be different from yours. And if you don't know how to do that, like I would feel really bad taking someone's money when I'm not accurately trained to do it. Do you want the? But, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Wait, yeah, but but I, I make costumes for myself, and I have had companies be like, hey, we want you to cosplay from our game, we'll pay you to make the costume, and then we'll pay you some money to come um, be the character at our, our event. Would you say that you make a, a comfortable living? I mean, are you pretty much okay? Oh, no, I wish. I eat a lot of cup noodles. But that's because but you're just fairly still starting out, correct? Yeah, so I've been cosplaying for about two and a half years. And I've been cosplaying as my job for about a year. Oh, you're just uh, yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with cosplay is that the the hobby in itself is very expensive. It seems like just looking through some of the different cosplayers, there's people who are really making the costumes and are in it for the characters, and then there seems to be this other kind of side that is more, let's use the word erotica or something like that. Do you see I, that difference? Yeah, we definitely all see the difference. I always say that there's just different levels of cosplay, or not levels, but there's different types of cosplayers. So there are people who see a character and they're like, wow, I love this character. I love this costume. I want to make it exactly like that. I want to look like the character. I want it to be great. And there are other people that see the character and they want to reimagine them. And so they'll be like, oh, like, what would this character wear if they were, like, what if they, what if they were wearing lingerie? Like, how would they look? Or, like, how do I make this character, like, a little bit more, like, sexy? And so we definitely see the difference. And, like, I've done some of both. So, like, I have, like, I, there, I went to a convention in Ohio called Colossal Con, which is where you go and it's at a water park. So you dress up in costumes but like swimsuit versions. So I did Deku from My Hero and I basically just translated his hero outfit into a bikini. And then like you walk around at the water park and it's super fun. But like we definitely do see the difference and I think that the a lot of times people get kind of up in arms about people who do more sexy costumes. But I think at the end of the day like just let people do what they want. Like People are, who are fans of sexy cosplay aren't necessarily the same people who are going to be fans of people who make the exact replicas and vice versa. So, like, there's someone out there who loves everything, and so, like, do both. It's fine. It, it That's great, because, like, we live in such a world where people are, like, like, I know, like, me, I, I was, I didn't wear, like a swimsuit until I was in college I was so embarrassed of how I looked I was like terrified that like I was fat and like I, I wasn't like I'm in high school like and like so like super nervous about all of that and like if people are like excited and they feel good and they want to look good in a costume and that's what makes them happy like great for them like do it do you feel any pressure though to maybe push your own personal 
comfort level sometimes. Like, well, if I did it this way, then maybe I would get more of this or whatever. Do you ever feel that oh. pressured like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, on Patreon especially, because, like, I'm like, well, maybe I would be making more money if I did, like, more loot things. Or, like, maybe I would do this. And I think that it's that that can be something that's dangerous for people who are, like, new to cosplay or new to Patreon or new to anything like this. And I think that everyone just kind of, before you start, like, you need to sit down and, like, figure out what type of cosplayer that you want to be or, like, what type of artist and creator that you want to be. I'm I'm a big fan of One Piece. I've gotten into that lately. Oh, man. I love Me One Piece. too. The, the question that I want to ask, and this is kind of one of those more difficult questions, is, is that... If I'm watching an episode of One Piece and my wife walks into the room, I feel like I've got to shut the computer. The way that women are depicted in some of these animes, does that bother you? Do you feel that that needs to change, or is that just part of the culture? Um, It never bothers me because I think they're really cute. If you see my living room, um, all it is is a ton of One Piece statues. Boa Hancock in her swimsuit. I have the Nami and the Robin swimsuit ones. I have the Viola one. Um, I really, I love all of them. I just ordered the new, like, VV, like, pirate one. I think they're so cute. That's maybe like an outsider looking in would think that, but somebody, or could potentially think that, but somebody who's more involved in it, like, you're making a big deal out of nothing. I think that, like, a lot of, like, maybe people don't... I, I think that it's just an opinion kind of thing. Like, what type of... Like, I know a lot of people are like, I don't watch One Piece because of the art. And I'm like, but you're missing out, man. The story is bomb. Why can't they speed it up, though? Yeah, okay. Do you read the manga, though? I watched this, these two YouTubers about them reading the manga. Wait, who do you watch? Teching something and Roger's base. Yeah. Roger's base is my boyfriend. Is he really? Yeah, he's literally recording his uh, review in the other room right now. I watch his stuff. I think he does it (laughs) from a media standpoint, just from somebody who's like, I'm a television news anchor. He does a great job. Yeah, he's amazing. And he he has such genuine passion about it. He loves it so much. He's literally recording his review on the latest manga chapter right now. That's the thing. I tried to read the manga. I can't figure it out. I don't know which direction to read it in. You gotta read it from right to left. The I opposite. can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's so I... hard. And the only reason I can do it is because I've been doing it since like middle school, and I never read normal comic books. So like sometimes I get mixed up on reading American comic books now. <laughs> I don't know if you like saw the all the whole cake island, but I was like, get out of the forest. I know. Stop. I don't want to be here anymore. And Big Mom chasing him for like six and a half years. And I was like, okay, come on, Oda, what you doing? Yeah, he needs to, if, if they could get it going. Um, and then Reverie only lasted like two months, and that, I was like, but this is the best part. That If they would have kept like that pacing, I was so interested and in not even really knowing what's going on. Who is your favorite character? Oh, not to cosplay, piece? not to co- just overall, not necessarily to oh. cosplay, your overall favorite character. Wait, in One Piece or like in everything? Let's do everything. Oh, that's really hard. These are hard questions. Yeah, you you didn't lie. This one's harder than any of the other ones. I'm really bad at favorites because I love so many things. You can only take one. I can only take one? Only one. Okay, wait. I'm really thinking hard. I'm, like, trying to decide between a few because they're all really cute. I just kind of, like, I'm, I'm a bad person. And I'm like, they're really cute. 
I would probably say Anne Takamaki from Persona 5. Who is your least favorite one that you've cosplayed where you're like, why did I do that? Oh, so that I've cosplayed. I'm trying to think. Um, I've had things that I've, like, cosplayed, and, like, I really love the character, but then I cosplay them, and I'm like, I don't look good as this. Why did I do that? So, like, I did Madoka from Madoka Magica, and I've just, like, tried to scrub every photo from existence because I looked so bad as her because she's just, like, this cute little chibi elementary school girl, and I don't look like that. If somebody wanted to get into this, what kind of lessons did you learn just starting out that you would give to them? Never do your favorite character first. Because yeah. you're just never, like, your first costume is not going to be the best one that you ever do, unless you're crazy skilled and then ignore my advice. I, my first one was, like, a mashup, and, like, Rapunzel's really important to me, but I was glad I didn't do her full outfit first, because I just wouldn't have been able to make it to a way that met the standards that I hold for myself. And so I'm always like, don't do your favorite character first, because you don't want to get discouraged if you don't do it perfectly. So, like, pick a character that you like and just, like, I don't care if you buy it. I don't care if you buy pieces. Like, look up tutorials online. Like, just get in it and wear it someplace. Most people who message me are generally really nice. I, like, most I, I try and respond to everyone that I can, and a lot of people are really shocked by that. But, again, I cosplay because I love things, and I want to talk about things with people. So, I'm like, if you get into my DMs, it's just me being like, have you seen the latest episode of this? What did you think about it? Did you think this too? No, your waifu is trash. My waifu is the best one. You're incorrect. I'm not. I'm not sure what that meant. I even looked it up and I didn't. You don't know what your waifu is trash is. No, I'm not. Okay. Cool. Do you know what a waifu is? That's where I got a little bit confused. So basically, a waifu is like an anime character who's like your favorite. Like you want to waifu them. You're like this one's mine. Oh, so She's like the best one. So people will be like, so it's basically like in the easiest sense is being like your favorite character is the worst. My favorite character is better than yours. So we're going to hear more from Reagan Catherine later in the show because I think that John and I can get kind of annoying and we need other people's perspective on the top five list. So we're going to start bringing in our guests and hear what their top five things are. So she's going to be back with that later in the show. But for now, let's go ahead and call John. I'm calling him late. He's going to be cranky. Well, it only took you 15 minutes. I knew you were going to be angry. I lost track of time. And it wasn't 15 minutes. It was seven minutes. I lost track of time. Act like you haven't been waiting on this all weekend. I was waiting on this all weekend. And then the Cardinals were in the process of losing a close football game. And I lost track of time. To the Bears. To the the goddamn Bears. And they always just... You know, you hit that point in the season and you're like... Even if you're up 14-0 to after the first five minutes, I just knew. I was like, you guys are going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to find a way to lose this game. You're telling me. If it was up to me, I I just put you, – you ever seen the movie The Replacements? Yes. I would just bring all those guys and just, you know, cut every Detroit Lions player and just hire them. I've always thought that in the Olympics they should have – Let's say it's track where they've got eight lanes. They should have seven of the really the best ones in the finals and then just one regular person just to show everybody how much how much better they are. <laughs> just completely shame like the rest of the average human. Yeah, like when you have Usain Bolt who runs the 109.6 and then just have some random fan run it in like 17 seconds. 
just for comparison. I don't know why they don't do that. But I'm wondering, would that person, like, would they just wear, like, whatever they wore to the arena that day? I think they should all be forced to compete in the same generic outfit of jeans and a t-shirt. What, um, what do you not like about the podcast? Everything about it, to be honest. I don't even want to be on it. I, I don't like you, but I'm here, so... But is there something that you would want to change? What would you want to change? Uh, less of you and more of me. I don't know if you saw this because I tweeted it out, but somebody sent us a massive Google Docs review of every episode. You know, you really should tell your mom to stop uh, taking notes on everything we say. I wish she would start faking her email address. But when we do this each episode, after we have the conversation, is there something like, man... I wish Nick would have asked me this, or I wish we would have done this instead of what we just did. Listen, I don't live with regrets, Nick, except for a few that have nothing to do with this podcast. No, I, I don't have any. Like I said, though, the only thing I would rather do differently is is not even be a part of it. So if you want to find somebody else, I'm I'm okay with that. A lot of people seem to think that they can take your place. What do you bring that is unique to this podcast? You know, absolutely nothing. Do you have a tip of the week? Now it is time for the tip of the week. John Shaw is here with the tip of the week. His ideas are so big you can only handle the tip. So here he is with just the tip of the week. One of the complaints we got on this Google Docs review was that I'm a terrible singer. Well, that's bullshit, because your intro, I've been told, now that's just a rumor, but might be up for some awards, I, I'm told. It, well, it, it has been nominated. I'm just saying, it is, it is, it is fucking original, and it's, it's badass. Okay, let's, what's your tip of the week? Do you have one? I do. So, once again, this all stems, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're getting like the, the gist of my points of the, or tips of the week. But they all come back to personal experiences. I, I've noticed that. I've also noticed they tend to be fairly basic things I feel everyone should know. Exactly. So this is another basic thing, yet based upon an experience that I just experienced. Okay. Uh, so uh, we had uh, Hurricane Florence, the remnants of, of that cyclone, come through Michigan I want to say it was Thursday night into Friday, or okay. it might have been Friday into Saturday, whatever. I, I live in a, in a cul-de-sac, so sometimes I'll park one of my cars on the roundabout of the cul-de-sac under a tree. You have multiple cars? <laughs> well, I have a car. My wife has a car. But whatever, yeah, so we have multiple cars. You park them so, both, though. Does she park it and then you repark it? No, no. Okay. Why, why? I don't understand. I don't understand the question. Well, you said the you, story. I know I am, but I got really confused in the sense that you said I park one of my cars, which either implied that you park both of the cars or you have multiple cars, and I just wanted to clarify. One, she usually gets home before I do, so she parks in the driveway, and then I usually park in the roundabout because she leaves first in the morning. Okay. So. I, Hopefully that clears it up. If not, you have a small brain. Anyways, so I know that these winds and rain are going to be coming through, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
it'll be, you know, it, it won't be an issue. You know, we've been through, uh, you know, some winds before, you know, rainstorms. I'm, I'll park under the tree, no big deal. Well, me and the wife were out to dinner uh, when the wind, the, you know, the, the majority of the worst of the wind, so to speak, was going to happen. And, of course, fucking branch snaps off the tree and it lands, the limbs land right on the hood of my car. So, the tip of the week is, if you know there's going to be a windstorm or high winds associated with rain, whatever, probably shouldn't park under a tree. Wait a minute. Why did you do that? How much damage did it do? I mean, it was pretty big. It was pretty heavy, but the base of the branch basically fell next to the car and all of the limbs of the branch landed on the car. I feel like you have a rage problem. What happened when you went outside and found that? No big deal, but use common sense, unlike I did. Did you ever watch the thing where I went and found out how far you could throw different fruits? I did watch that, yeah. I thought I thought it was adorable, though I'm still waiting on my test subjects to come, and then we're going to do it. I don't feel like that will ever actually happen. Pro- probably not. To be honest, if I ever get... Uh, people around uh, instead of throwing fruit will probably get drunk and then throw the fruit at each other but never actually measure it you could do a thing on which fruit hurts the most hitting you yeah i guess so i mean whatever gets us clicks i'll do whatever gets us clicks which fruit do you think would hurt the most if you got hit with it that's a toughie i mean grapefruit are big and if you can get someone that throws that hard enough that could that could kill you. See, but they're soft. I don't think that they would really... I think they would kind of explode a little bit. See, I don't know if I agree. I mean, yes, they're, 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 they're soft-ish, but you still get hit with that. I don't think it's going to explode. I think that's just going to leave a... I mean, like I said, it could kill you, but it's definitely going to make some oh, solid impact. I'm going to go top three fruits that would hurt the most to get hit with. I'm going to go apple because it's usually pretty solid pineapple for obvious reasons because it's fairly sharp and then i'm gonna have to go with man i don't know what my third yeah i'm gonna just throw in dragon fruit just because it sounds badass yeah i feel like that's probably oh coconut obviously a coconut that's gonna hurt really that's gonna really do some damage oh yeah that would kill you what uh what are your top three so i i would go i would go pineapple coconuts kiwi kiwis are soft it just sounds badass well it's not about sounding badass it's a soft fruit it's my it's my list well it's completely wrong doesn't matter that it's wrong kiwi is a badass name for fruit i left off dragon fruit i tried giving you that one but you wouldn't take it so i'll take kiwi instead I don't even understand your logic about it. This is how your end-up car gets crushed by a tree branch. Yeah, I know. Do you want to? Can we do the dual top ten lists or whatever? However, we're doing it, the dual top I, five lists. I think that's fantastic. Let's do this one in order. Give me okay. from five to one your favorite or what you would consider to be the best fast food restaurants. So number five. Uh, and stop me if these if you don't consider these fast food. Uh, number five, I'm gonna go Panera Bread. I don't consider that to be fast food in the traditional sense, so no. God damn it. Okay, fine. Number five, then uh, White Castle. Okay, okay. 
That's pretty solid. I don't know if I would put it. I don't know if I would have it at five, but I would leave it on there. I, I understand. All right. What, what do you have? So I'm doing four then here. No, you do your five. I would put my number five at a similar kind of White Castle thing, something like that. I would go ahead. I would actually go ahead, and I would say McDonald's to me is probably no. Arby's to me is number five. Ooh, Arby's is pretty delicious. They got the five for five deal. Whenever they got that, you know you're going to go get you some roast beef. <laughs> well, it's better you're eating it on a sandwich than. Uh, well, anyways, all right, moving on. All right, number four, we're going to go with uh, Burger King. I love me a Whopper. Are you going to go Burger King though above McDonald's? Yeah, I don't even have McDonald's on the list. Okay, because I was going to say, like, I think I'm okay with where you've put Burger King as long as McDonald's is lower on it. I'm going to go my number four is going to be Sonic. See, Sonic is – I agree with that, but I only go to Sonic for the shakes or the uh, the slushies. You get an extra long cheese coney. That's – ooh, that's good stuff, man. I don't need to get conies. I I live in the coney capital of the world. You live in Detroit. The coney capital of the world would be Long Island – Nah, fuck that. They didn't, they got nothing on. Oh, here on we go. Games. Okay, here we go. Prove me wrong. Well, I would love for somebody that lives there or has lived there uh, to try and prove me wrong on this. Well, I, I mean, it's it. literally where they have the hot dog eating contest. I believe it's it's Coney Island. They're called a Coney because it's from Coney Island. That's the capital. That's fine. That's fine. They call. You know, they call Disney the greatest place, the happiest place on earth. But you know what? When I was there, it was the most saddest place on earth. Okay, what's your number three? Uh, So I I believe these are nationwide. But I have two if they're not. But uh, so three, I'm going to go with Tubby Submarines. Don't even know what it is. Got it. Um, Well, it's a fantastic (laughs) sub shop. Um I guess they're not uh, nationwide. So uh, for number three, then uh, I had Arby's at number three. I'm gonna. I like your sub theme, but I'm gonna have to go Subway. I mean, if you're if you're driving along and you're going across, like say a multi-state trip, a good road trip, you can always generally count on a Subway, even if it's in a really small place. See, I I, I don't like Subway. I've never I've never liked Subway. I just. I just I don't like it. But once again, that's like McDonald's to me. I I would never. They never even crack my top ten. I feel like you can trust a subway though. Like if you have to, you can. All right. Well, at least there's a subway. I can do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I know everything's like 100 percent fresh and blah blah blah. But I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. What's your number two? Uh, Chick Fil A. I've never had Chick Fil A. Jesus Christ. I've never had you, it. You lived in Orlando, for God's sake. I know. You've never had Chick-fil-A? At the end of it, to me, it's just chicken, and that's why I'm going to go with my number two is Burger King. I mean, I'm, I can't hate on Burger King, but are you going with Burger King because of their chicken? No, I'm going with Burger King based on one of my greatest food memories is being in Manhattan, Kansas, pretty drunk, pretty late at night or early in the morning, and having a Burger King double cheeseburger and just sitting there by myself, yeah, kind of drunk, 
where you're now like you're not even hanging around with other people because you can no longer communicate. Just sitting there by <laughs> myself in a back booth, just um. I feel like that's remnant of a one time when we were in Vegas at Johnny Rockets at like four thirty in the afternoon. I do love Johnny Rockets. Not ubiquitous enough though for I feel like to be on this list. What's your number one? And to me, uh, there's personally only one that can be the true number one. Uh, well, while you're putting a lot of pressure on it, for me, there is no other. This is there will never be another fast food restaurant that even comes close, and it's Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is no Taco Bell is hands down the number one fast food restaurant in terms of the taste, the affordability. Taco Bell is fantastic. I, Taco Bell, Taco Bell's never let me down ever. No, I almost feel that Taco Bell is such a dominant number one that you need to have Taco Bell at one, skip two, just because there's that much of a difference, and then go to three. I I can see Taco Bell being so good it takes up two spots. I can agree with you on that. Okay, so before we move on to our stupid top five list, let's hear what Reagan Catherine's top five fast food restaurants are. I'm, I'm going to give Arby's my number five spot just because I love their social media. Arby's is up there. Also, their french fries are pretty good. And then my number four would be In-N-Out because their lettuce wrap burgers are to die for. Nice. And then I feel like I'm not eating complete trash fast food. Number three is probably McDonald's because their french fries are the best. I really like french fries, if you can't tell. <sighs> How are you going to go McDonald's over Burger King, though? Oh, Burger King's not even on my list. I almost hung up. Burger King. <laughs> just like, bye. This is it's not good luck. Burger King's nope. delicious. It's so no, much better Burger than McDonald's. King. The only time we ever had Burger King was when uh, the the third Star Wars movie came out, and Burger King had the Star Wars toys because we wanted to collect all the Star Wars ones. When you're talking about the third Star Wars movie, which one are you really re- referring to? Number three. Revenge of the Sith? with Anakin and he's like he's like don't do this and he gets eaten by lava yeah I quit I quit a job to go see that movie you quit a job that's kind of I'm so sorry it was worth it was it still I I regret nothing (laughs) was it really (laughs) if it would have been like Attack of the Clones and I quit a job I probably would regret it but you would be like oh no yeah number two is not great What's your number two fast food restaurant? Taco Bell. How is Taco Bell not number one? What is your number one then that's better than Taco Bell? Wendy's. Okay. Wait a minute. Wendy's is really great. Are you going that because of Wendy's food or because you like their social media? No, definitely. Arby's social media is the best social media. Wendy's is still pretty good, but sometimes they're a little too sassy for me, and I don't handle anything mean. It makes me cry. I don't know how you anything beats Taco Bell for cheapness and goodness. Taco Bell's okay. I think it's because I had Taco Bell two days ago, and I really have been wanting Wendy's, and so my 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 uh, opinions are a little bit skewed. Want to thank Reagan Catherine for joining us. She's really cool to follow on social media. She's got a lot of interesting stuff up there. She's on Twitter, Patreon, YouTube, Instagram. All of that is basically Reagan Catherine. R E A G A N. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. I know that that you probably didn't just write that down, but just Google that. Find her through our social media. That's really probably the easiest way to do it. Let's go back to John. Let's move into our other top five. Top five most. (laughs) What was your thing? Is top five most annoying things about fall or top five 
unnecessary things about fall? Uh, one thing, the the biggest absolutely annoying thing are people that are not coffee drinkers that have to go get a PSL, and then they call it a PSL just to be cool and fit in. No, there is absolutely no reason that you should ever, ever, ever call a pumpkin spice latte a PSL. I feel like that person immediately needs to have that drink knocked out of their hand. I'm, I'm anyone who listens to this podcast, you have my permission you can get pumpkin spice whatever if you like that that's completely fine but you need to shut the fuck up about it i don't care that you got a psl you know what i had sex last night okay all right fair no enough. you didn't no no i didn't but i know a guy who did someone someone somewhere did <laughs> there has to be one i'm gonna go with a scarf a scarf to me is the stupidest thing in the world well but see for I, a I man think I... a scarf for a man at no point so, in my life have I ever felt like, man, everything else is fine. My neck is cold. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that I disagree with you, that I, that I have worn scarves like when I'm out like shoveling the snow or something. However, you're absolutely right on that in that sentence that, no, I have never thought like, by golly, it's cold outside. I need to make sure my neck is warm. You, there's no reason for a scarf. It does nothing. You know what? If you're a man and you don't have a double chin by 30 to protect that shit, then you're not doing something right in life. That's right. Take off the scarf and go to Taco Bell. I'm going to say um, when you're walking uh, through, say, a Target or a Meyer, and all they have, they've completely rid themselves of every other kind of candy. And all they have are like, you know, candy corn... Uh, yellow and orange and black flavor or uh, colored M and M's. Like I don't care about you know Halloween colored candy at all. Maybe I just want a regular bag of M and M's. The color of the candy is completely irrelevant to me. I don't see why we have to do that. It's not convincing me to buy it. It's not convincing me to not buy it. I could care less. Just give me the candy. It's just it's just annoying as fuck to me. Uh, is Halloween though the best party holiday now? No. Not even close. I think it might be. No. But now we're getting into another top ten. You know what? I'm still going with the clothes thing. I also feel like a vest is completely worthless. That, to Uh, me, people start to wear vests in fall. I don't understand it. At no point in my life have I ever felt like, you know what? My arms are a little bit warm and hot, so I don't need to cover them. But my chest is cold. I I, I don't think I can agree with you on the vest thing. I, I, I actually think vests serve... They can serve a good purpose. Do you have a number of vests? I don't have a number of vests, but I do have a vest. When's the last time you wore a vest? Uh, probably last spring. You still have all the flexibility for your arms and stuff. It's, but, I, I don't have problems. But what I'm saying is, number one, the flexibility for your arms and stuff. What are you? You're not out there throwing a baseball game, and it's never that your arms are hot and your core is cold. It doesn't work like that. It's never happened. I, I just I don't agree with you. I just I, I don't agree with you on this. I'm gonna go ahead and go again with another one of raking leaves. I think that's pointless. Why? Well, there, what's, there's there's plenty of proven facts as to why you should rake your leaves. I want to know what these proven facts are. Because uh, if you don't rake your leaves, then when the ground starts to thaw uh, after the winter, you have all this nasty leaves and dirt and shit that you're just gonna have to clean up anyways. 
but you could just leave that too. <laughs> yes, you could leave. You could leave it and just mow but, it up when the grass comes up. You just chomp it all up with the mower. Um, I, I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. I've never understood like why am I going to rake this up? Let's let them decompose, and then I can mow whatever it is into the ground. Because because they don't decompose. You're saying that leaves just stick around forever? No, no. What what I'm saying is, is they fall obviously in the cold months, and then they freeze with the snow and the water and the ice and the ground, and then in the spring they thaw. So I guess if you were to let them go for the summer, sure they might decompose, but they're not going to decompose throughout the winter. That's now weird. we're getting this. Now we're getting into science, which is something. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, I feel like that's the case with any yard work. If you just wait it out long enough, it'll take care of itself. That is a horrible idea. That is an absolutely horrible way to look at yard work. But now now things are starting to to come, you know, full circle. Kind of like when you wanted to ride up to the bar that one night and you gave me a bike with two flat tires. And then you laughed the whole way as we're riding. Not my fault you didn't have the leg strength to get it done. <laughs> we had had plenty of drinks, and you still made me ride like two miles on two flat tires. Step it up. That's <laughs> such bullshit. Do you have any more fall ones? No, I'm, I'm done with this top five. I'm yeah. done talking to you. <laughs> I didn't – I mean I had – I feel like a lot of these top five lists that we have a strong one or two, and then after that it's kind of pretty much nothing else. Kind of like our entire lives, you know what I mean? Yeah, we start out pretty well, and then it's basically just peters out in nothingness. So that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Profoundly Pointless Podcast. Let us know what you think about the new top 10, top 5 list, whatever you want to call it. I really like the idea of bringing in the guests and hearing their perspective, but I think I did a terrible job of organizing it. So let us know what you think about that. Maybe I can figure out a better way to do it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. I want to thank Reagan Catherine for coming on the show. I thought that she was a really interesting guest and gave us a window into a quickly growing world that I don't think a lot of people necessarily know about. And once you find out about these things, they're usually really pretty cool. So I think that that's interesting to open up these new areas. If you want to learn more about her, you can find her. The easiest way is if you already have our social media stuff, we've linked to her. We also are going to put up links to her stuff on our website at ProfoundlyPointless.com. We're on all the different social media channels. Just find Profoundly Pointless. We've got that up on our website as well. One of the big comments that, that we got in this big Google Docs review is that we really need to work on having a better ending. And I've been doing that. So this is going to be our better ending. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.